What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast where we always try to ask and answer the questions of life and theology correctly. My name is Daniel Corey. I'm a local church pastor in Kirkland, Washington. And I'm Josh Loftus, uh, church member seeker extraordinaire at said church in Kirkland, Washington. Would, would you define yourself as a seeker? Yes, I'm a seeker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I just say real quick that I really like our intro? I, I dig it. So explain maybe what, like... What is that? So, <laughs> what is it? What is it? Why did you do it? So, dude, like, so I, so all of those, barring one or two mainly speakers, one. yeah, mainly one, I am, I am fans of, and like, those are basically just kind of all of the like mic drop moments, yeah, right. But there's a specific voice in there. There's a specific uh-huh. voice, yes, that is very prominent. And it's the phrase, how dare you? How dare you? It's how dare you. And it's not spoken. It is screamed. Yes. And it was screamed on a Sunday morning service, I believe, by one. Can we? No? No. Wait? I mean. Wait on it. Mark Driscoll. Oh, dang it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's water under the bridge at this point. He who shall not be named. He who shall not be named. Drisky, Drisky, Drisky. Um. Which but is, when, when, yeah. we sit, when we sat down to talk about the intro, we right. said, like, what were some of the most, like, impactful iconic. moments? Yeah, iconic yeah. M- moments. And, and we kind of wanted it to be like, what, what was the fancy $6 word you used? An homage? Yes, yes. Yeah. An homage to, like, the recent reformed Calvinistic history. And it, it's not an accident that the grandfather of... Reformed American evangelicalism yep. is the first voice you hear, which would be the late and great R.C. Sproul. Love that. Whom Love I that. miss greatly. Yeah, yeah. It was a very sad day for me yeah, when he was. passed into mm-hmm. glory. Um, I may or may not have cried all day. But like, uh, like <laughs> real. Josh, I mean, re- Josh is not. Talk, sorry, is this too real already? No, this, you're <laughs> We're only on ep two. I feel like I know our. I feel like I know our audience. Yeah. I, I feel like it's a safe place. <laughs> I felt like uh, so there. Were, I had a mix. I I had mixed feelings. Yeah. I was sad that we lost a treasure. I was, I was super excited, which may sound weird. Yeah. The dude finished well. Oh, he did. He was not one of, sadly, like what we're seeing today. He was not one of those pastors that like has fallen. No. Uh, in their no. in their ministry, and you're like, oh, didn't make man. It. No. No. He, he was like he strong. started strong. The middle was strong, mm-hmm. and he ended strong. Yep. And. I want to be like R.C. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and we have some other voices in there. I have some Steve Lawson. have some Alistair Begg. Alistair Begg's my jam. Got some. Love the bag. Got some. I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Mr. Mr. Paul Washer and Mr. Vody Balcom. Yeah. I think that's roughly. I think that's all of them. That's all of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's all of them. So, no, Piper. Piper. There, yes. We've yes. Got, that's we, right. We yes, have to make war. We've got the make war mm-hmm. by Piper. Yeah. 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 We yeah. thought those were Love some it. of the most impactful recent calvinistic right reformed uh moments and even including the one from drisky it's uh yeah 
it was impactful. Oh, it was very yeah. impactful. Maybe not for the right or same reasons, but yeah. it was impactful. It was impactful. But Daniel, speaking of impactful moments. Impactful moments. How, how's it going to church? It, it, church is great. So I'm still getting to know. So we've known each other for a while. Uh, I'm still fairly new to the church, mm-hmm. but our friendship has, has, uh, has been there for a little bit. Um, and I feel like we're to the point where I can share this story. Because like, I have a story talking about impactful moments in ministry. We had a moment. Was it? Two Sundays ago? We shared a moment. It we, was we two we Sundays ago. It was quite, quite the moment. Mm-hmm. So normally, not that we have assigned seating or anything like that, but normally Baptist, my though. wife and I usually find ourselves sitting in front of you and your wife and yeah. your family, mm-hmm. right? And as good Baptists, we always sit in the same spot. And as good Baptists, we always sit in the same spot and visually chastise anybody who sits yeah. in our spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that. Right. There is that. Um, and you made the mistake... Uh, and I do think there it was mistake, a mistake. There were mistakes made, but there, I, I think I was... Eh, well, okay, okay, fine. Well, that that is yet to be determined with my version of the story. Okay, continue. <laughs> continue. You sit down... No, no, no. You, you get up to play music, right? Because you play guitar, and you're mm-hmm. actually pretty good, and, um, you, and you help you help the, the music team on Sunday mornings. And then um, you sit down behind me in the pew, and I reach around the pew with my right arm to, like... Yeah. To like give me the, the give you hey like man. the the pat of approval mm-hmm. like hey you know good job right yeah um and what I thought my hand hit was your knee mm-hmm. which was the intended target yeah uh, when in fact it did not no. and I will let you pick up the story from your perspective at this point I, I will I will critique your chronology slightly I I oh, had wow. okay. well yeah I hadn't played yet oh oh you hadn't no oh. So, <laughs> Sorry. No, some revisionist history going revisionist. on here. Yeah. I ducked out to get some coffee because I was dragging. Yeah, I was I was struggling. Yeah, and uh, I usually don't drink in the sanctuary just because I'm coffee people well, coffee and I'm yeah. like self righteous. But uh, <laughs> drink coffee, very, drink very, coffee. Very no, no, I usually, usually doesn't drink, drink in the sanctuary. I usually drink Let's tea, but I needed coffee today, and so I grabbed coffee. And like Josh heard me walk up behind him. Yeah, and we sat down and. Yeah. In about 45 seconds, I'm going to go up and play. Right. And Josh gives the the hey bro knee like, slap, and he misses my knee, and he hits my coffee. Yeah. And my like, boiling hot coffee <laughs> spills all over my lap. My lap. Yeah. We'll just say lap. Yeah, yeah lap, my, lap my, is the safe And my left that. hand. And I start like freaking out because i have to to, i'm wearing light gray slacks so it looks like yeah they were not dark i've had an accident and so i start grabbing like articles of like my daughter's sweater from the diaper bag and i start wiping off my hand and my wife's like what like what are you doing what is going on and josh can hear i can see like right you you turned your head well like i don't know what's going on like i just hear your wife going it's okay it's okay it's okay and daniel going oh no 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 give it give Give it it, give it here give me the sweater sweater. (laughs) and i'm sitting there like wondering (laughs) what i did and i turn over and i see daniel's face i see your face and i have never seen such terror and panic in those eyes oh, before because you're thinking i have to get up in 15 seconds yeah. in front of a church to play of over 100 people yeah and i look like i just peed my pants uh, yeah so i found a way to make it to the front without like facing the congregation <laughs> he did but <laughs> when you, you when you play you have to like 
there's just no so I grabbed the guitar as quickly as I could to hide <laughs> and and there, there was no hiding it on the way back I just walked to change it you just have to embrace it and yeah. I will I will add one thing in my wife's defense okay once she f- like realized what had happened yeah she started uncontrollably laughing <laughs> at me <laughs> and, and, then, and then she tells you I think w- before she got up to sing, she's like, "Do you know what you did?" And she like, yeah, I know. not not to like rebuke you, but like, she for just you to share. She, goes, she wanted look you look at Daniel's pants. She wanted you to j- enjoy <laughs> what she was laughing at. And well, so, and I did. I did so much. Like there was a twinge. There was a yeah. twinge. there, like, oh no, I just spilled coffee all over him. Yeah. And then I saw the way you walked up to get your guitar, and I thought, oh, it's all worth it. And this is yeah, gold. It was. <laughs> And you still, all things considered, you passed your new member interview. Oh, we did with um, flying colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but Daniel now sits a little bit more guardedly, defensively. <laughs> He's a defensive <laughs> drinker now. I just i I don't hold my coffee until Josh he holds the coffee hand. in the left hand. Yes. <laughs> now, so yeah. when the arm comes, yeah, yeah, that's that's good stuff. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, that was fun. But, Daniel, we are moving on to things we got to talk about, man. Kind of kitty-cornering a little bit our discussion of our intro, uh, Mm -hmm. and hence um, a certain voice that is in there, one Mark Driscoll. Who should not be named. uh, He who should not be named, and we all kind of know what happened with that and Mars Hill and the whole debacle there. Um, But we're talking about cage Mm stageism right now. So why, why are we choosing to talk about cage stageism on ep two, because we want to rattle the cages. Because we want to rattle the cages. <laughs> you got to say it with the lisp. I you got to do it I with a slight. I can't do it. You got to do it with the slight, slight lisp. lisp that he has. Rattle the cages. You, you have, you, you by far have the better Batman impersonation. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. But uh, no, we want to. So we want to talk about the cage stage for two reasons. Number one is yeah. that it's a real thing, yeah. and number two is this really hurtful thing to others. And so, like those two things, where it's like it's super common, and it is. Uh, super hurtful, yeah. And so we want to like address it early because that's one of the one of the je- objectives we have in the podcast is uh, trying to circumvent the cage stage. I mean, right. We want to go from we want to skip over cage stage and go straight to sage sage, sage stage. stage. Exactly. Yeah. 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 We would love this to be a cage stage like. We're, we're, we want we want everyone to be cage free. We like we do. We want cage free Calvinists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Farm fresh, cage free Calvinists. That's Delicious. that. That is exactly what we want. <laughs> yeah. No GMOs, so like, nothing. consider this. Like, okay, if you are in the cage stage, or if you went through this, right, right. This is us telling you, get out. You don't want to do this. But mm-hmm. if you haven't hit it, this is us like waving our arms on the road, saying, "Hey, the bridge is out right here." Yeah turn somewhere else yes right go around go around go around and yeah like daniel said it's very dangerous uh to other people it's hurtful to other people but it's also hurtful to the person that's in the cage stage as well because the amount of damage that you can do to yourself and the people that are around you is just catastrophic Mm -hmm. so daniel if you were going to define the cage stage yeah how would you how would you go about go about defining that being a jerk Yep, that's fair. You want a fuller definition? <laughs> no, that works. <laughs> well, episode done. Yeah, episode uh, done. Moving on. Now, the cage stage is like when someone comes into Calvinistic theology for the first time or makes like a significant advancement in understanding. Yeah. You can begin to see that truth 
everyone that so like first off election predestination right total depravity total depravity irresistible grace perseverance these are beautiful biblical Mm -hmm. doctrines that we love and cherish yes and when we first come to greet them number one we feel like a little like lied to or we we can because we maybe didn't grow up hearing them and we feel like kind of we got the short end of the stick sure but we can then start someone going into the cage begins to start thinking that they've got it all figured out yeah and they feel emboldened by this newfound knowledge right and they feel superior because others don't have it and they start to with a lot of truth and not a lot of love or no love um shellac yeah <laughs> um, <for> a- <laughs> verbally <laughs> abuse. abuse yeah others in their life and it, it, i mean it's a huge like ego trip it's 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 arrogance right. armed with sharp doctrine which is just really really dangerous right and it it, it can get to the point where you start to question the salvation of genuine brothers and sisters yeah who are not of the same stripe as you right like that's i wish i could say that that's an exaggeration it's not no 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 and it's not and i sadly i think i think both of us have hit the cage stage Uh, i like to think that i am out of it but what we realize very quickly because we struggle with pride and arrogance sure. and that it, it, it can, it can crop back up. Yep. It can. So like, I mean, the cage stage is basically like it turns you into like Daniel said, an arrogant jerk. And it makes you think that you are on a higher intellectual and theological plane than your other brothers and sisters who don't subscribe to the same theological distinctives. Yeah. Right. And it's primarily regarding Calvinism, but I yes. guess, but I think I could argue that, there is there are other cage stages or other topics sure. upon which we are can i make it into a adjective cagey oh yeah cagey oh yeah 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 or yeah, or yeah. adverbial he's acting quite cagely cagely <laughs> i would he, go with cagey he, he yeah. was spo- he was speaking in a way that was cagely yeah basically just just picture like if you have if you have trouble picturing it picture cage stage and then think of nicolas cage in the majority of his movies, when he's just screaming and irate, yes. like yes. A B C D, yeah, that's basically that's basically what the cage stage is. Is you're just shouting. Were you referencing you're, the movie just then? I was. I'm sorry. What movie was it? Uh, what movie was it? Dang it, I don't even know. All I know is that it was. It's an irate Nicolas Cage scene. Was it one of his two good ones? Um, no, no, I don't think it was. <laughs> <laughs> is one of those being National Treasure? <laughs> <laughs> and the Sadly, other one, the, yes. the, yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, but yeah, no, no. Basically, it just it it you you end up setting yourself up as kind of the barometer and judge of all theology, right? Um, and that if somebody does not perfectly cross a theological T or or dot a theological I, you are all over them, and you're calling them heretics, and you're saying that they don't care about theology, and you are. You are removing yourself from fellowship with them, and you look down on them and think that they are less. And it is a direct cage stageism is a direct opposite mm-hmm. of true reform theology. Yeah, absolutely. And it's an affront against God. I don't mind saying that because we are denying the very premise that we have what we have by grace. It violates the whole second half of the commandments that involve loving your neighbor 
Right. Uh, but it also, um, you feel so justified because mm. you know it's right. right. And, and, and it is. Right. I yeah, mean, it is my, right. Well, I've run some hyper Calvinists before. Sure. Um, it's not a Calvinist on coffee. That's a Calvinist who doesn't think we should evangelize or pray or anything like that. It's actually a heresy. It is. But you run into a Calvinist who 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 really do, is is saying true things. Does God elect unconditionally? Yes. Is man depraved? Absolutely. Abs- yeah, he is. Is the atonement uh, particular to those whom God is um, saving? Is it for His bride? Well, it is. So they're saying right things, and the jump can be I. I know I'm right, mm-hmm. and therefore I don't need to be charitable. Right. Or I know I'm right, and therefore I don't have to be gracious. Right. Or I know I'm right, and I don't have to be patient because we, you know, you 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 and I, we adapt to um, truth the first time we hear it. Right. right. You know, <laughs> for, first time you the first time you hear a doctrine and are yeah. corrected, you you take to it like a fish in water, right? Uh, yes, of course, every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> every time. I, I mean, no, th- I mean that's ridiculous. How many times do we hear? I forget. I, I wish I could remember who it was. Like I want to say it was Arthur Pink, but I can't say it definitively. Um, a really st- like staunch Calvinist. Um, I, I forget where I even read it, but he said, like, you need to be patient as a Calvinist with others. He said, you don't get, like, you don't know how God and when God will move people. He does right. it on his timing. And so you, you, you Calvinists, you believe that God is sovereign. Right. Let, let that work into how you treat others. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a huge oxymoron. Here's the thing. An arrogant Calvinist is the greatest Should. oxymoron in the, in, in the world. Yeah. It, 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 and you wind up just being a regular old moron. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly true. Because if you believe in total depravity yeah. and you believe that God is sovereign mm-hmm. and the only reason you have what you have and believe what you believe is because of the grace of God and not your intellect, yeah. it makes no sense for you to berate and get all over people who don't believe that. Because what you're doing at that point is you're taking the place of God. Yeah. You're saying you, you should be farther along. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, we all want to progress in our theology and progress in our sanctification, but that's something that the Lord does in our yeah. lives, right? Yeah, and and it can extend with, I thought it was just a Calvinist thing, mm-hmm. uh, and then I discovered confessional theology. Ooh. <laughs> oh. And there's a whole other realm yeah. of, of caginess yeah. uh, that can be fallen into. And basically what it comes to I, I used to think it was inherent in the Calvinistic conversation, and I've, I've seen it in too many other areas yeah. in Reformed theology. It's literally just another chance for our pride and arrogance to pop up. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so how do we how do we avoid it? I think we've already flirted with some of the answers around here, like yeah. emphasis on grace. But uh, right. what, what would you say to the person who's coming into just new to the Reformed world, is getting a taste for these doctrines— isn't full-blown cage what do you say to that person yeah i would think i would say first and foremost i think it's really important to remember where you came from Mm -hmm. and what god pulled you out of okay right whether you grew up in the in in the christian home or not like like remember that it's through the grace of god and only that that you are where you are right now Mm -hmm. both in you know in all aspects of life especially your theology right and that god's timeline with you 
you know, there's the oh, there's the line in the is it the line which in the wardrobe or one of the one of the Narnias where like one of the kids asks Aslan about like what's gonna happen to the other person or something like that, and Aslan tells them that's not for you to know. Yeah, it's in the first one. It, okay, is it? Yeah, it's it's, it's after he gets done talking with Edmund. Yes, and, yes, like, that's right. Him, that's right. And they ask him like. What was that? He's like, that's none of your business. Yeah, yeah, it's none of your business. His, his story is his own, right? God works with every Christian mm-hmm. on an individual basis. Yep. He worked with me on an individual basis. He works with you. He's working with you, listener. And we need to remember that. Mm-hmm. We need to remember that I didn't always believe in the doctrines of grace. I didn't always believe it, right? And and it's something that I actually had to come into. And there were some that I struggled with. And I was like, this doesn't, this seems unfair. This seems, this seems weird, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's a process. So I would say that first. Yeah, I would say adding to that, now that this is a little bit circumstantial, but be involved in your local church where you yeah. have other honest voices into your life. Yeah, that's now, that, so that can be, like, if you are in a American evangelical church that does not hold to the doctrines of grace, church, the church context can be a really difficult place, but sure. I, I, I still will say it. You need to be faithfully in the body. And right. when we get into Calvinism or Reformed theology, sadly, it can be, we tend to like become reclusive. Right. Where we hoard, we're like smog. We're sitting on top of a giant pile of Puritan paperbacks and <laughs> reform right. books That's and right. Spurgeon we're quotes. Like, we're like Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away. It's my own, <laughs> my precious. That's right. That's right. And we can like we just start creepy. pulling away. <laughs> yeah. We start, we start getting ugly, malnourished. <laughs> malnourished, yeah. <laughs> Weird our looking style, Our style choices get yeah. called into question. Like. But we start to like re- retreat from the community of faith, right? Which you're going, which was the exact exact opposite of what Calvin, Luther, yeah. the Puritans, what they would they would have everybody thoroughly that a cage stage, you. everybody that a cage stager especially yeah. would hold as like. The quintessential Christians. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think th- that that aspect needs to be front and center. I think what wasn't it? Um, it was uh, George Whitfield uh, when someone asked him. He was friends with Chuck Wesley, who was a yeah. He was an Armenian brother. He was. And I say brother very intentionally. He yeah. was. He was he a. He was a believer. He was but a believer. He was not wrote a some great hymns. He wrote hymns like a Calvinist. I'll say that. Oh, he did. I but guess, yeah, he. So after I think it was after Chuck died, yeah. someone asked uh, George Whitfield, you know, do you think you'll see see Wesley in heaven? Which right. is, like that was a cage stage dude. Like that's such a right. cagey. It's like, oh, yeah. do you think an Armenian is saved? Like that's a cagey yeah. question. <laughs> um, after he resisted the urge to slap that person, I think yeah, right. Whitfield right. Whitfield told him, no, I don't think I'll see him in heaven because he'll be so much closer to the throne than I will be. Right. That, that that yeah I don't think I'll see right. Chuck. So fun fun fact. Yeah, that is the exact answer R.C. Sproul gave about Billy Graham. Whoa! Somebody I know that. somebody really? asked yeah somebody asked Sproul if if he You'll see Billy Graham if he heaven? thought Billy Graham would be in heaven and R.C. Sproul says he will be so far ahead of me. Whoa! That I I won't be able to like so you just, s- you just, see him. You just did something I didn't think could happen. What's that? You increased my respect for old R.C. Oh yeah, even more than it was. Yeah, it was pretty high. Yeah, because there's nobody cage stage. Us Calvinists, we love harping on Billy Graham. We love it. Yeah, is that episode three? That is that, yeah, <laughs> episode three. Why we hate Billy Graham? No, um, but yeah, R.C. Sproul 
as always, shows wow. what good theology awesome. does. And uh, I was just seasoned. That's not what Ep three is about. No, it's not yeah. at all. No, it's not at all. <laughs> oh, so what, but, like to the guy in the cage stage. Yeah. What would you say to him? I'd say look or at, her. I'd say look at Jesus. Like that's that's honestly the main answer. Look mm. at Jesus. Look at how he lived his life. Look at how he interacted with those around him. Did he stand up for truth and did he profess? Of course he did. But look at the humility in which Christ came into the world, lived his life, performed the miracles that he did, died and raised. Everything was in humility. Mm-hmm. His entire life and ministry here on earth can be categorized in the, the in the word humility. That's what he closed. Yeah, but he said in. he said some really harsh things to people, Josh. He did. He did. Of course, he he, did. he made whips. Yep, he did. He called people sons of snakes. Yep. Um. Yep. And 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 were those the Armenians in the in his day? No, those were not the Armenians. Okay. In his day. You know who those were? Uh, tell me. The cage stage Pharisees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's who those were. The well, people that thought they were better than everyone else because their theology was so high and their stink didn't stink. <laughs> I'm picking up. Well, I'm not picking up what you're putting down. But yeah, no, I, I no, no. It. Leave it right you. where it's at. It. <laughs> oh, we're gonna leave leave that one right. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's it. Was the self righteous, arrogant? It was. It was R- and religious person. When you're a cage stager, which, which, yeah. which are we just like? Let's be, let's keep it real. Okay, that's you and me. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh okay. yeah. Anytime I turn my nose up at somebody, look, I won't get into details. I did it last Sunday. I had a moment last Sunday in church where I was sitting in the pews and I turned my nose up to something that happened because I didn't think it was on my theological level. I will fully admit that happened. It was my sermon. Yeah, yeah it was the entirety of your sermon. <laughs> but no, it happened, no, and yeah, I have I to repent to that. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, you know, and that's, that's wrong. Like, am I wrong in that it's not the best theology that we could have? No. Yeah. No, it's, it's, probably not, it's probably not the best practice, but am I wrong for judging people thinking that I'm better than people and thinking that that's not up to my level. Yeah. Yes. It's I'm arro- wrong arrogance is always wrong. Arrogance is always pride wrong. pride is always wrong. Right. Um, so there's a way to not only is there a way to, but I guess I, what I would say to the, to the cage stage brother or the cage stage sister or the, the, the brother or sister given to cagery. Yes. Uh, <laughs> cageism. Cageism. He's <laughs> uh, got a bad case of cageism. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would say the same thing where it's look to Christ. Yeah. Um, it says that he, it says in Isaiah 42 that he's so gentle, he will not put out a smoldering wick. Mm. He's so loving, he, or he will not break off a bruised reed. Yeah. And if we're called to be like Christ, we're gentle with each other. Now, does that mean we compromise truth? No. No. Does it mean that we share the truth in love? Yes. Yes. And, and on that, I've heard people say with that, that the whole share truth and love thing, well, the truth is the love. No, no, and and no. and, and the, <laughs> oh I'm I haven't heard somebody, that. Uh, the, yeah, it's what, what, I, what I've seen or been the recipient of, and probably perpetrated myself, is the uh, like, well, like vein in your forehead sticking out, yes, finger pointing, yes, like you know I love you, you know I love you, yeah. You're like, no, I actually, I actually, I'm right not, now, I'm not feeling the love right now. Actually, no, saying yeah. you love someone doesn't cover your backside no you can't say i'm going to tell you this because i love you and then proceed to just rip them yeah like not being like jesus at all you can't so take it from two recovering recovering cage cage stage guys (laughs) yes um be around people who are believers Mm. who love you and 
whom you love and live in loving community with them as you all seek to grow in Christlikeness and your knowledge of him. Right. So again, I, w- I guess I would offer in like closing to my cage stage, brother, sister. Yep. Semper refer mundum. Yep. Always reforming. You haven't arrived and neither have they. Yep. So Daniel, that was good. That was good. Yeah. And if again, if you guys have any questions on that or comments or rebukes, exhortations, we're, we're on the socials as jo- well. But yeah, Josh wants to know. Yes. Yeah. Please send them straight to me because I <laughs> love ignoring and deleting comments. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Daniel, you got something that, that you want to read us really quick. Yeah, so in, in kind of that same vein of introducing us to some of the reformed um, liturgy or confessions or catechisms, I find myself coming back to uh, the Westminster. Hmm. Lord's Day, or not Lord's Day 1, question 1. And we all know it. It's what is the chief end of man. And and as Calvinists, especially ones in the cagier stage of things, we like to emphasize the first part of it. Mm -hmm. Man's chief and highest end is glorify God. And we even know how to say it in Latin. It's soli deo gloria. We We love it. It's a beautiful doctrine. All of life should be glory. And a shirt. What's that? I said I have a hat and shirt with that on it. Yeah. We love that part. We do. We love it. We even buy the swag. We even buy the swag. The reform swag. Yes. We, we are not hating on reform swag. No. Um, but we forget the whole second half of it, which is, and fully to enjoy him forever. So man was created to live all of life to the glory of God and to find joy in him. I'm really, really tired of sour Calvinists. I'm tired of when I'm no, a sour Calvinist. True. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we, we get all bogged down in the, the nitty-gritty theology of it, and we forget that actually he gives good gifts to be enjoyed Yeah, well, for his glory. Those that believe in the, the doctrines of grace and that are of this Reformed tribe, we should be the most joyful Christians. Yes, yes. Right? Because we have, like, we understand and have been given the understanding through grace mm-hmm. of what, how deep the gospel actually yes. goes. So where does it, where, where should that come out, man? Like, where... Christian hedonism. <laughs> God is most satisfied in us no, no. when we are most satisfied in him. I, I, is that it? No, Don't waste not. your life, Daniel. No. <laughs> you know, I love me some J-Pipe. I love me some J-Pipe. I was thinking in our Lord's Day singing. Oh, oh yeah, that too. Talk about taking ourselves way too seriously. Oh, yeah. Is when we're singing great, glorious, reformed truths like someone died. And I will even take that even farther. And this is going to require like probably an entire ep for this one. Okay. Lord, the singing. Yes. Yes. The Lord's Supper. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> we take we take communion like Luther he, like he's still would dead. be in the confessional box, like whipping yes. himself. Yes. And I do not believe that is the intent to no. which Scripture no calls us to remember no 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 the sacrifice of Christ. Yeah. The, yeah. I think we should do a whole ep on yeah, that, uh, the Lord's Supper. That requires so much more ex- explanation, but I just wanted to prime the pump. Yeah. I think, but I think it was uh, to, to kind of bring in some, some heavy hitters from even our intro. Yeah. I think it was Paul Washer said, um, I forget what context he was saying, but he said, like, the things you guys believe mm-hmm. during worship, y'all should be going crazy in mm-hmm. here. To which the case is like, no, worship's supposed to be orderly. Like, yeah. Yes, it is. Regulative but- principle. But how can we sing of deep truths like he loved me when there was nothing lovely in me? He saved me when I was utterly unsavable by my own means. How can we sing that like we're bored? Yeah. 
Like yeah. that, that, that's the aspect where we need to engage the heart as well as the head. Like, should we believe right doctrines? 100%. Mm-hmm. Should we feel right feelings? I know feelings is a rough word. Well, you just said feelings. I said feelings. Should we feel rightly about God? Yes. That's a da- this is a dangerous topic. Uh, yeah. So, that being said, yeah. what do you have for me? Oh, is it time for Corey Speaking on Speaking of strong feelings. Yes, yes. <laughs> Speaking of strong feelings, it is now time for Corey on culture. And this is when I, I pull out a something from culture. And yeah. something, something la- last episode was a song. Uh, this episode, it's, it, it's a song as well. I have a okay. song for you. And it's, uh, here's the thing. I, like, I don't want to be too judgy. But if you don't know this song, yeah. then you are more homeschooled than I thought you were. Uh, have you heard of the genre of music called hair metal? <laughs> First, give me give me your give me your hot take on 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 just that. I, I'm just imagining 1980s oh, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay, the angry mullet. Yeah, uh, okay. And more like metal? more like frazzled newscaster. But yeah, okay, okay, yeah. okay. So this song came out. Um, in the year 1986, so you were right. That is right in the. I was one years old. It, you were one years old. Wow, that is right in the like, right in the belt buckle of glam hair metal. All okay. right, and I'm not going to tell you the band okay. or the album because that would give away the song. Okay, but probably not to me though. Th- yeah, that's fair. All right, here you go. Please go. <laughs> oh no. Come on. Come on. So, yeah. It's been in movies. Jeez. Okay. And this is usually like <laughs> like the team is overcoming adversity. <laughs> It's like every '80s movie ever. <laughs> yeah, well, like <laughs> every the, sports movie all ever. All of the factions. It was not in facing they're, the giants. They're becoming <laughs> reconciled. No, it was not in facing the giants. <laughs> I don't know what this song is called. Are there words? Yeah, yeah. Like, in the, come on, man! You know this song. No, I don't. You don't know this song. No, I don't know this song. Wow. <laughs> okay. I'm still waiting song, for words though. Well, yeah, it's a very long intro. Yeah, it's but, very but, iconic. But it's a great intro, though. Like, you're just, like, picturing, like, rockets going up into space. Does that help at all? Rockets going up into space, you know? No. Like It's actually really, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> no! Like, this is oppressive. This is oppressive. This is of Satan himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Okay. Hold on, hold on. They're singing. We're yeah. living together. Yep. No, leaving. <laughs> this song is called Cohabitation. <laughs> We're living together. It made sense that <laughs> people with music this bad have an equally bad lifestyle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. Honestly, I know nothing of these lyrics. I... <laughs> the band the band is Europe. Never heard of them. And the album and song is Final countdown. There you go. Come on I, now. Is it in? Honestly, <laughs> yes, it's in movies, but it's also one of the most well-known songs out of the eighties. They were a one-hit wonder, but 
it was a big one hit. Like, I would say that until he said it, I had no idea that that's what this was. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Well, everyone, you heard it here first. Uh, Daniel does not know what the song is, and that's why we do this bit. Because if he did, <laughs> this wouldn't be funny. It would be kind of boring. Yeah. But. Well, everybody, you guys know what you can do. If you would not mind, head on over to iTunes. Give us a rating and a review. You can like us on uh, Facebook. We are on Facebook at the Reformatory Podcast, Twitter and Instagram, Reformatory Pod. Well, everybody, thank you for joining us. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We will catch you next time. Oh, bye.